Oh, I said, Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? All right. Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 17, all the way to verse number 24. Ephesians 4, 17 to 24. And that is my assignment for this afternoon. Hallelujah. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the Gentiles of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, but because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanliness with all greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. And my second reading is Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Can we all read it together? Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 and 2. Hallelujah. Are we there? Let's read. Ready, go. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Thanks be to God. The subject title for this afternoon is Come Out Head First. Come Out Head First. Say to your neighbor, Come Out Head First. Babies are born head first. Babies are born head first. The best position for a baby inside the uterus at the time of delivery, is head down. This is called cephalic presentation. Okay, so, and um, about 97% of babies are born that way. The position, that position uh, medically is the easiest way to have, don't laugh at me. I know more medicine than you. Don't bring yourself. Cephalic presentation. And cephalic presentation occurs in babies. When the baby is said to be breached, it means the baby normally has the bum facing downwards instead of the head. And sometimes that becomes difficult or the baby comes with the leg when it comes with the feet first. That is also presents a difficult Delivery when they come with their feet. And sometimes if you have a good um, uh, doctor, just before delivery, they try to turn the head. They turn in the womb. I've seen it before. They turn in the stomach. They turned it that way. And then instead of the feet, they turned and the head came down. Hallelujah. And so that is how... Why are people trying to look at me? Let me go and stand behind. Because I'm being intimidated by some medical people. Dr. David, I think you should come forward today and then be, be by me. So that my intimidators don't get at me. A, a frank breach is when the legs or the hips are flexed. So the legs are straight and completely drawn towards the chest. And that is a difficult thing 
a difficult birthing process for the mother because they come breached. For most of us, our Christianity is breached. Because instead of coming head first, we come leg first. And that is a very difficult birthing process. And so, Apostle Paul says that I beseech you by the mercies of the living God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not conform to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He's saying that don't come leg first. Come head first. Because if you come leg first, you will be like the world. Do not conform to this world who comes leg first. And so when he was writing the letter, the first scripture we read, to the Philippian church, he said to them that don't be like your former conduct. Don't behave like the way you used to behave. Because the way you used to behave was not the right way. You have not so learned Christ. If you have learned Christ, then you must know that it is, a, it is about changing your mindset. In fact, the whole Christian ethos, the whole Christianity, I want to make Christianity very simple today. The whole Christianity is about changing your mind. Because whoever controls your mind controls you. Whatever controls your mind controls you. And if you can get your mind to change, then the victory is won. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If you can get your mind changed, then you have won. Are you with me? And so, our coming to church, our reading the Bible, our, our listening to uh, sermons every time is for one purpose and one purpose alone, to get our minds to change. Because if your mind is changed, your life is changed. And the mind, the way it is, the way the mind works, the mind is controlled by the mindset. And the mindset is established by your environment, by your upbringing, by the people around you, by what you hear, by what you see. All those things are informing your mindset. I gave, uh, we're talking about, was it bondage or addiction? I can't remember what it was. And I gave a horse. Can I have the picture of my horse back with a, a small chair that was holding the horse. Now, in that picture, we saw the horse was being strapped down by a plastic chair. How many of us believe that that plastic chair is too small to hold that horse in one position? And yet, that horse is held in one position by a plastic chair. Perhaps... Some time ago, the horse was strapped to a, a, a big tree or an iron gate. And the horse, not knowing how strong that iron gate was or the big tree was, tried to move its head or tried to move away from there. And it got the shock of its life. It got some, some pains. And so it informed its mindset that you cannot beat this Thing that has tied you. So, subsequently, as time went on, they moved the, 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 the horse from that big iron gate or big bar that was holding it, and they tied the, 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 the uh, horse to just a plastic chair. But the, the plastic chair looks like the iron gate. The plastic chair looks like that big rock that was tied around, so it will not move. It doesn't want any pain. Most of us are like that. The thing that we think is holding us so strong that we are so scared to move away from is a plastic chair. If only you can see that you can come out head first. If only you can come out head first. Your freedom is more, is closer than you thought. 
I say your freedom is closer than you first believe. If only we can come out head first. When you come out head first, you see the world in another way. And when you live in the womb, the womb is so dark. The womb, you have, uh, what's the name of the mucus? Ambiotic fluid. We have a lot of doctors. Pocket doctors. All right, put my horse down, out. So, look at the size of the horse. And look at the size of the chair that is holding the horse. And I want you to see the horse as you. And look at what is tying you. The thing that is tying you is so small. Some of us, the thing that is tying us is fear. And the size of our fear is like the plastic chair. So the thing that is tying us is what people will say if you do what you know you're supposed to do that you are afraid of doing because of what people will say. But what people will say is like the plastic chair, so small, but you are afraid of what, who cares what people say about you? Why are you so scared of what people may say? The naysayers will speak anyway. If you stand, they will speak. If you sit, they will speak. If you lie, they will speak. If you kneel, they will speak. Whatever you do, they will speak. So why are you letting what they will say bother you? I learned a long time ago that never be afraid of what people say about you. If you are going somewhere, they will talk about you. Remember the story of the man who had his child and they were riding a horse with his wife. So the man, the wife, and the child were on the horse. And as they were riding, somebody saw the three of them say, how can you three of you ride on this poor horse? Don't you see that you are doing damage to the horse? So the man decided that he would get down, put his wife down, put his child down, and they were walking alongside the horse. The another person saw them in a few moments later and said, look at the fool. You have a horse and you are riding, you are walking alongside it. Why don't you, the man, jump on the horse and let your wife and the child walk? So the man jumped on the horse and let the, the, the wife and the child walk alongside. And as they were going, another person saw them and said, What a wicked man. I mean, so selfish. You have jumped on this horse. And you have allowed your, your wife and your child, your little child, to be walking alongside. And you are riding. So he jumped down and put his wife and his child on the horse. And as they were going, another person saw them and said, ah, What type of weak man is this? Why are you? The woman is controlling you. So immediately, he told his wife, get up, get up. <laughs> he told the wife, get down, and the child, get down. And as we're walking, somebody said, ah, can't you people see that the horse is tired? Why don't you carry the horse? In other words, people's opinion really will not take you far. You cannot win. Whatever you do, people will criticize. Somebody will have something to say about it. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about the plastic chair. Are you with me? Know that this horse, this unfortunate horse, if it could deal with its head, it would be free. Because look at the size of the horse. And look at the chair and the head. It is looking at the chair and it feels like, no, this, this chair is bigger than me. It looks heavier. It's, it's, it's stronger than me. But if only he could come out head first, he will be free. Hallelujah. If only to come out head first, it will be free. You know, it's like the Bible says that let the weak say, let the poor say. But the, the, the actual situation on the ground is that I am sick. Why are you telling me to lie to myself? 
the, the truth of the matter is that I am broke. And you are saying that let the rich say, the weak say, I am strong. And let the poor say, but you see, the truth of the matter is that you are a rich person going through a, a, a temporary financial situation. Rich people have temporary uh, cash short flow. It doesn't, it doesn't take anything away from their wealth. It's just that temporarily, I don't have liquid cash. But I'm wealthy anyway. Are you getting what I'm saying? Healthy people sometimes fight illnesses and sicknesses. Have you not been strong and fought a flu or cold? I'm not getting you today. You are quiet. Are you, are you, are you with me? Can you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, you see, it is, not, it is not what they call you. It's what you answer to. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It, it, it is not what you 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 uh, they call you, but who you answer. If they call you a fool and you say yes, automatically that makes you a hallelujah. Anybody that encountered God, what changed them was the perspective that God gave them. Hallelujah. God met Moses at the burning bush and Moses had his mindset that made him inferior and made him look down on himself as somebody was not able to do and accomplish the mission that God has set for him. Because he saw Pharaoh as a superior person his army as superior. He saw himself inferior. He saw his disabilities. He saw his weaknesses. And he felt that all these things. Now, my, my question is, how did Moses see his disability? Moses saw his disability because every, whilst he was growing up, people kept convincing him that he was slow of speech. Before he can finish the sentence, they finish the sentence for, for him. God, he, he, he was a stammerer. So he said, you mean there was a, five people that used to sell Bibles. They were Bible, um, what do you call it? Um, they used to sell sales, Bible sales agents. And this stammerer was always the best sales person amongst the five. Every time, every week he wins the best out salt. And so she's thinking that she's going to cut salt from her. And when she does it, you know, but as I entered the shower, I was like, it's a mindset that food without salt is not tasty. It's in your mind. Because you have been brought up to think that salt is primary. Just as some people have been brought up that food without sp spice or, or chili in it is, is not food. You have to feel before you feel that the food is nice. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the person behind you. There are some people here. I can see you. I can see you. If the food has no salt or spice, you, you, you don't want to eat. There are some people when they feel the slightest hint of pepper, like, I can't eat. All those people and those things, it's because of your mother and your great-grandmother and your great-great-grandmother who like pepper. The first taste of, as you, your breast milk that you were drinking had pepper in it. How would you not like pepper? I'm talking to people around this side. Because your, your mother can't eat anything without pepper. So her breast milk is full of pepper. It's a spicy milk, breast milk. 
So, you're also a spicy person. You like spicy things. If there's no spice in it, it's the food is not nice. But you see, if you transform yourself by changing your thinking, you become healthier. As they start cooking and reducing the salt, don't go behind them, put more salt. Let me go, let me go and stand somewhere. I don't want problems. Are you learning something? First Peter 1, 13 to 17. Therefore, get up your loins, the loins of your mind. Listen to what Peter is saying. Therefore, get up the loins. Can you give me the um, amplified? Or no, no, the message. Give me the message. Have you got the message? First Peter 1, 13 to 17. So, roll up your sleeves. Put your mind in gear. Be totally ready to receive a gift that is coming when Jesus arrives. No, no, no. Let me take my time and break it down. He says that roll up your sleeves. Put your mind in gear. Which means that your mind was in neutral. Your mind was inactive. How many know that there are a lot of us in this room, you have never engaged your mind to think what you want the mind to think. Can I say that again? Everything that rolls, rolls into your mind. What your, your eye sees, your mind thinks. What passes through your mind, you just let your mind move. Do you know that wealthy people, successful people, control their minds? What they allow their minds to think, what they allow their minds to, to retain, what their minds have to Meditate, they control it. Successful people control their mindset. Indiscipline, everything goes. Phlegmatic failures just allow their minds to roam. Whatever, que sera, sera. Mind feel free. But the Bible is saying that, Peter is saying that, get your mind in gear. Engage your mind. From today, do not allow your mind to think whatever it wants to think. Because as Christ arrives, your mind has to think Christ. People who want to lose weight, who want to get into a certain shape, they don't allow their minds to wander around and eat anything they want to eat. Because when you pass through McDonald's, your eyes see, your mind says, I have to be nice. Then you, before you, you see it, you are there. But I say that, no, you have calorie counts. So the food that you are eating, you must count it. So this food that I'm going to eat, how many calories are in it? Uh, I'm just using those as examples, so don't look at me funny. Somebody said, ah, but you have you, no, forget about me. Hallelujah. Next verse. Do not lazily slip back into the old grooves of evil. Don't lazily wander back into prison. You are now a born-again Christian. Don't easily wander, you know, gradually back into the bondage that you have lived in all this while. Don't allow your mind to wander back into the old boyfriends, the old uh, uh, girlfriends or, or whatever addictions that you have been in. You are addicted to drinking. You are addicted to uh, smoking. You are addicted to uh, drugs. Before you, your mind lazily wanders back in there. No. Engage your mind away from it. Just doing what you feel like doing. You didn't know any better then. So you are allowed to do that. But now you know better. So you are supposed to do better. You do now. Hallelujah. Next verse, quickly. Oh, put the verse. Don't put my picture. I want that we are reading. Verse 4, 15. 
as obedient children, let us be, let yourself be pulled into the way of life shaped by God's life. A life energetic and blazing with holiness. Hallelujah. As obedient children, let yourselves be pulled into the way of life shaped by God. That is why reading your Bible every day is very good. Because it is like your, your Bible, as you keep reading your Bible, you are engaging your mind to meditate and think towards the way of God. Which is moving you away from the bondage that you have lived in. Hallelujah. Verse 16. God says, I am holy. You be holy. Verse 17. You called out to God for help. And he helps. He's a good father that way. But don't forget, he's also a responsible father and won't let you get by with sloppy living. Your life is a journey you must travel with deep consciousness of God. What the scripture says is that your life is a journey that mandates you taking control of your thoughts. I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. You cannot allow your mind to wonder and do whatever. See, there are two things that controls your mind. Your flesh or the spirit of God. If your flesh is controlling your mind and your thinking, obviously, you would be pulled into fleshy things. Are you with me? And if your spirit is controlling your mind, then you'll be moved into spiritual things. Are you with me? What do you want to control your mind? If you want the spirit of God inside of you to control your mind, then you must feed that spirit strong and deny that flesh. That is why Paul is saying that I beseech you by the message of the Lord that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. What is saying that let your flesh grow lean and grow weaker so that your spirit will grow stronger and stronger and control your mindset. Hallelujah. Can I give you seven ways to help us control our, get hold of our minds and then we can go home. Is that okay? Have you learned something so far? Where your mind changes, your life will be transformed. Just a few things before I go into the seven. Where your mind changes, your life will be transformed. Where your mind goes, your life flows, follows. Where your mind goes, your life follows. All right? So if your mind goes into indiscipline, your life will spiral out of discipline into indiscipline. If your mind stays in discipline, you'll be a disciplined person. Hallelujah. When you experience deliverance, your mind has to switch from a slave to a soldier. Amen. So seven steps to renewing your mind. Number one, stop waiting for an outside miracle to change your mindset. Stop waiting for God to miraculously change your thinking pattern. It won't happen. You have to change your way of mind. Hallelujah. Nobody can change your mind for you. You have to change your mindset. So Philippians 4.18 says, that what sort of things are pure, what sort of things are noble, what sort of things, Philippians 4, 8, sorry, finally brethren, what sort of things are true, what sort of things are noble, what sort of things are just, what sort of things are pure, what sort of things are lovely, what sort of things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think 
on these things or meditate on these things. What he's saying is that streamline your mind to good things, pure things, noble things, trustworthy things, lovely things. If you focus your mind on these things, then your life will follow that same trajectory. Your mind will follow that same path. But if you're following on negativity, your mind is negative. Some of us, our mindset is all full of negative because we're brought around people who are negative. So our mindset is negative. Anybody who comes around us, we think they're about to harm us. That is how we've grown up. We've grown up into thinking that everybody's out to get us. Have you, have you ever seen anybody who believes that witches and wizards from their father's house is chasing them before? Have you seen anybody like that before? Oh. Yeah, the, 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 the dog barks, hey, Jesus. Jesus rebuke you. A cat crosses the road. Ah, I've seen them. This is my country people. They have come after me. My village people after me. I bind you, Jesus. You are walking so, so. It's like. Your mind, you are a slave to fear. You are a slave to uh, uh, tragedy. And no wonder tragedy is always chasing you. No wonder every time you are being, accidents are happening to you. You alone, every time bad things are happening to you. Why? Because you think that bad things will happen to you. And guess what? Bad things will keep happening to you. Hallelujah. Don't be a slave to that mindset. God is not going to come miraculously and take your brain out and put a new brain in there. No. God is saying that you have to work on your mind. Today, I, I, my, my sermon is very, very simple. It's a very simple, practical Christian sermon that your mind is the first thing that you must engage. Head first. You are coming out of out of uh, uh, bondage, head first. You are coming out of poverty, head first. You are coming out of sickness, head first. Whatever you are coming out is head first. It is head first. Think differently and different things will happen. Poor people think poor. That's why they're always poor. You know poor people don't give. Poor people always want to retain. Poor people don't invest because whatever they have is for survival. So everything they get is surviving. I don't have enough. So poor people think poor and that is why they remain poor. Rich people, you know, the the sad thing is when I use countries, it's very easy for you to see. I won't name that, but let's use the continent of Africa. Now, Africa as a continent is the richest continent on the planet Earth with so many resources, but poor thinkers. The, no, the whole country, not the, forget about the leaders, the whole continent is full of poor thinkers. Their education is breeding poor thinking people. Their background and the people and the family and the bringing upbringing of everybody is poor thinking. So people believe in poor, they behave poor, they see poor, they do poor, and therefore they become poor. Another continent don't have even have the resources that this continent has, but they think rich, they believe rich. They train their children rich. They teach rich. They live rich. They eat rich. They act rich. And they become rich. These people will come and beg these people for resources. And these people, because they think rich, they say, ah, we have seen that you people don't know the resources you have. So, you don't know how to use what you have. So, you give us those things and we'll give you small money. God bless you. Then they give. They give. And then they use what they give to make themselves richer and richer. And they become poorer and poorer, expecting donor partners to come and bring. 
donors. Their whole budget is about donors. Your whole life is about somebody giving you. And they keep praying that God miraculously come and change us. Come and bless us. Come and bless our homeland. Come and give us. God is not coming anywhere to give you anything. He's giving everything to you again already. What he wants you to do is to think different. Use what God has given you. Uh, I don't know whether I'm, I'm getting through. So, think different. There's no miracle coming. See different. Believe different. Behave different. And you will see different. Hallelujah. From today, stop thinking negative. Stop thinking poor. Stop thinking I don't have. Have you looked at yourself lately? Have you looked at your, 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 what you have lately? If you look at what you have and look at what, if you count your blessings and name them one by one, you will see what the Lord has done for you. When you start counting your blessings, counting what you have, you see how rich you are. Hallelujah. These people are acting big. They don't have anything. They don't even have quarter what you have. Oh, you don't get it. Number two. Stop believing that you cannot control your thoughts. Stop believing that you cannot control your thoughts. From today, begin to give yourself exercises. That today, I'm, this week, I'm going to control my mind to think about opportunities to make life, opportunities around me to make it. Begin to think about opportunities. Begin to think about opportunities. Begin to see. You will see so many opportunities that God has presents to you on a daily basis. Because you are not thinking it, you don't see it. And it passes you by. But when you begin to start thinking and start seeing, you identify them. And it, you, you understand? Sometimes, have you, not, have you seen this thing before? Like you see, a, maybe you are looking at a blue, uh, not Mercedes, uh, what's the name? That Elon Musk, what's it called? Tesla. Tesla, a blue Tesla. You are seeing, you are, you are dreaming about the blue Tesla. All of a sudden, throughout the week, you see about seven or eight blue Teslas. You will see them. And you wonder. Because you were not thinking, you never saw it. But now that your mind is on blue Tesla, you will see them. They were always there. In the same way, opportunities are like that. They are all over the place. Because your mind is not on it, you will never see it. But as soon as your mind begins to look at, look carefully to them, you begin to see them all over the place. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm trying to say? Your mind must change. That is the playground. That is the battleground between God and Satan. The war at, 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 around in your life is in your, inside of your head. Whoever controls your mind controls you. Whatever controls your mind controls you. Number. So remember, uh, uh, God told Joshua, army general going to war. He says that, this book of the law, Joshua 1, 8, shall not depart out of your mind, mouth, but meditate on it day, day and night and it will make your way what? Prosperous and bring you what? Good success. Good success comes as a result of changing your mindset. Head first. In some ways, blessed is a man who walks not, who sits not in the council of, but his his, his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night for he makes his way prosperous and brings him good success. Hallelujah. If you can let your mind not sit in with the ungodly, sit with the sinners and the scorners, move from negativity into what God wants you to, your mind will become successful. Number three, very quickly, feed your mind with what you want to, to become your mindset. For however many years of your life, 
your mind has been fed by negative people or fed by poor thinking people or fed by failing people and if you want to become successful you must now feed your mind with different things hallelujah move away move away from them and be different move away from negative thinking move away from poor thinking move away from survivor mentality move away from there feed your mind with things that you want your mind to have as its mindset hallelujah say if you if you sit around wise people you become wise isn't it if you sit among foolish people you become foolish bible says that be not deceived evil communication corrupts all good manners so evil correspondence create brings evil lives lifestyle godly communication breeds godliness that's why there's a saying that show me your friends and i'll show you who you are if your friends are failures you cannot be successful if your friends are prostitutes, you you'll never become a virgin You didn't like that. If your friends are drunkards, you can never be a preacher of uh, what do you call it? Sobriety. It's not possible. Uh, when they are smoking, I'm just around. They are just my friends. But I, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. That is why you are struggling. Move and move away from them. Find friends who are where you want to go. How can two walk together except they agree? The reason why you are not successful because your friends you are working with are not successful. Change your friends. They don't plan to succeed. I had this friend. Everybody was a drug dealer. See somebody who have a, has a good car, ah, selling drugs. Has a good house, selling drugs. Is that because he, to him, you cannot work hard and succeed. Such a person, if they are your friend, you are not going to work hard. Because it's either drugs or nothing else. Number four, quickly, let's finish. Confess what you want to see or feel. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you begin to confess something, it means you are feeding your mind to a point where your mind can now allow your, your mouth to say some things. Say, I am rich. I am healthy. I'm blessed. I am holy. I'm doing well. I'll do well. If that becomes your natural default system, it means your mind is changing. Ah, I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. Begin to train your mouth to say the right things. Let the poor say I'm rich. Let the weak say I'm strong. Begin to say the right things. Stop this negative. How many know that the continent I talked about, the default setting is always negative mind, thinking. Country book. It is hard. Things are tough. Nothing is working. The economy is bad. The country is bad. Our, our leaders are thieves. They are, they are they've stolen all our monies. And that's why we are all struggling and suffering. Do you think that this, this continent, they also don't have thieves as their leaders? They also have thieves as their leaders. They have advanced level thieves. But you don't hear them complain every time on the radio. They are talking about the thieves have stolen from us. The, the government is corrupt. You don't hear that in, in, the, in the European setting. You never ever hear somebody say that the government is corrupt. Go to any African country, I dare you, and put the TV on. You hear that our country leaders are thieves. Our country leaders are corrupt. See, it's very easy to see it when I talk about countries. But bring it to your own life. Hallelujah. Stop talking about the leader. The leader of the country doesn't control your your economy. Your economy is different from the leader of the country. 
I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Because in the same economy, there are multi, multi millionaires and billionaires in the same economy. Don't they have the same leaders? He says that they have people who think differently. So begin to think differently. Number five, I'm getting a bit emotional about this. <laughs> Resist negative thoughts and assist uh, positive thoughts. Assist your mind to think uh, positively. When your mind is wandering into negative zones, hey, I'm not no longer, I'm not no longer in that. The economy is hard. uh, Things are tough. We are broke. It's no, 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 no. Stop thinking that way. I've left that community. Have you not realized that the same person when they travel to another part of the world, they do well? Because they don't hear those negative things. And they begin to believe that the economy is good. When I work hard, I will succeed. But they didn't realize that in the same place where people are talking negative, if they have worked hard, they will succeed. Because people are working hard and succeeding in the same place. But they have decided to think differently. So assist your mind to think well. Stop. I don't like, personally, I don't like people who give excuses and complaints. When I ask you to go and do something, you are giving me a lot of excuses. I I, I write you off. Personally. Because you are telling me one that I'm a fool. Did I not know that this thing that I've asked you to go and do, do, there are hurdles? I knew. I sent you for a reason because I I know and I feel and I expect that you are capable to overcome all those excuses. So don't come and present the same excuses back to me. It means you are not serious. Are you are you with me? Excuses are just challenges. Uh, what do you mean? The life is full of challenges. Challenges are stepping stone. You see, this is a challenge for people who have mobility problems. When they meet this, is what? A challenge. Before you realize they are falling down. Because it's a challenge. But for somebody who is healthy, this is an opportunity to go higher. It is how you see it. Are you with me? Stop seeing obstacles. See opportunities. Stop seeing impediments. See God giving you the opportunity or giving you the ability to become. If if David had not faced Goliath, he could never have been in the in the palace. Goliath was not an obstacle. Goliath was an opportunity for David. So David saw. You see, the rest of Israel saw Goliath as a big challenge, and they ran away from him. David saw Goliath. As a big opportunity, I can't miss. When I swing my stone at a small target, I may miss. But for this one, the stone will never miss. In other words, this one I can defeat. And this one, say, the king says, anyone who defeats this one, I'll give my daughter as a, as a wife. And it relies girls. And this, this particular daughter means they are closer to the throne. You are the king's son-in-law. Wow. Opportunity. Instead of negative thoughts, he saw opportunity right there. Number six. Are you learning something? Begin to celebrate your little successes. That's how you change your mind. Changing of the mindset is a journey. So begin to celebrate the successes. You know, if you are trying to lose weight, they, they tell you that celebrate every week you jump on the scale and you have lost maybe like one pound or two pounds. Celebrate it. Because the more you celebrate, the more you tell yourself that I can make it. The more you celebrate the little success, the more you tell yourself that it is working. It is going down. My, 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 my weight is going down. It's coming down. It may be just one pound but it is something i'm going down i'm going down and the more you do it one pound every week means 52 pounds in a year so celebrate your little successes as your mind you know naturally 
my wife always says that says this I used to worry. My wife used to be a warrior. You have your worry. She worry your worry for you. You can go to sleep, give your worry to her. She will stay up all night worrying for you. And meanwhile, you forgot about your worries. She's worrying for you. That's the type of person she used to be. When we got married, I used to annoy her because as soon as I hit the pillow, I'm gone. And then you see her. What is wrong? Not nothing. I couldn't sleep like I was thinking. I was like, so this your thinking and your worrying does it add one pound to this problem that we have? The light is gone off. We need five pounds to put electricity. We don't have five pounds. You are staying up all night worrying about five pounds to put feed the meter that you don't have. But when did he bring one pound? I'm gone. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Tomorrow I'll figure out how to get the five pounds to buy light. But for today, it's sleep time. Better to sleep so that I get up refreshed so I can think clearly to get five pounds than to worry about five pounds all, all night and get up in the morning groggy and not get five pounds anyway. Now she said, ah, I used to worry. Now I don't worry anymore. You see, this thing, then she said, this thing, it, if you had been in the past, this would have worried me. I look at me, I'm feeling okay. The more you celebrate your little victories, the more you move yourself from a warrior to, and I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Last one. Expect miracles. Expectation breeds. It's a breeding ground for miracles. Expect that you you it will work for you. Expect that things will work. Expect that you will do well. Expect that you will prosper. Expect that your marriage and your relationship will work. Expect good things. Bible says that the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. Come out head first. Let your mind think differently. Ask your neighbor, are you thinking differently? What did they say? What did they say? Oh, you are still in neutral gear. Remember the scripture we read? It says, I put your mind in what? Gear. Stand to your feet.